Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) (laughs) Lifting the Veil Written by Daniel Wilcox Narrated by Joanna Coulton Megan took a bite into her sandwich, relishing the sweet taste of the jam on her tongue, feeling the gritty pop of strawberry seeds as they caught between her teeth and burst like minute shells of snails. The warmth of the bread, fresh from the baker's oven, filled her with wondrous delight, and she found herself smiling stupidly outside the Parisian storefront window. The cobbled street was alive with activity, people wandering here and there, darting in and out of quaint shops, the street lit by the golden glow of the early morning sun. Megan took a moment to breathe it in, feeling her skin buzz with electricity, the tiny hairs standing on end as the excitement washed over her, the same way it did every time she entered the sub-levels and travelled back in time. There's my girl, a soft voice from behind. I've been looking everywhere for you. I should have known this is where you'd be. Megan smiled, feeling her cheeks blush as she stared into the dark green eyes of the boy. Just a year older than herself, Vaughan looked a picture in his newsboy hat, braces and trousers that always seemed to be just high enough to show off the whites of his ankles. No matter when she visited, he'd always looked the same. Fresh from his newspaper deliveries, with a slight damp sheen to his forehead, where he'd have rushed to try and find her the moment he finished his shift. His hand slotted perfectly into hers. They spent the day seeing the sights, 
climbing the Eiffel Tower, hopping from cafe to cafe. At 4pm, as was customary with her visit, Vaughan bought Megan a handful of tulips from her favourite florists, Fleur de Rives. She took a deep breath of the sweet scent, sneezed and laughed, and skipped on through the city, soon finding themselves at the park, sitting on their favourite bench by the pond. You promise it'll always be like this, Megan said, leaning into the sturdy weight of Vaughan's arm, now draped round her shoulders. The sun was warm, setting below the trees. A fish splashed from the water and disturbed the calm of the surface. I promise, always and always. Vaughan placed a finger beneath Megan's chin, directing her lips towards his. Another fish leapt from the water, catching Megan's eye. Then another, then another. She turned her head for a moment and felt herself cough, a momentary restriction of her airways. She looked at the water again, what had moments ago been ablaze with the pinks and oranges of the dusk sunlight, and observed that its surface had turned to be the darkest colours of black. The water rippled from the centre as though large rocks had been dropped from the sky and left to plunge into the depths. Her heart thumped. When she turned back to find Vaughan, he was gone. In a flash, her hands rose to her head and... (sighs) Hazel lifted the headset and placed it beside her on the floor. Mum, I told you not to disturb me when I'm in the zone. The zone. The latest in virtual reality tech from Interjump, a company specialising in locationless vacations and memory experiences. Hazel's father had bought her the headset for Christmas, mostly as a distant method to gain her affection and Trump mother's presence after walking out on them both some three years ago. Hazel had been ecstatic, jumping so high for joy that she'd nearly taken down the Christmas tree along with all of its adornments the plug from the lights threatening to spark and break, igniting the tree and burning the house down in one big blaze. And I told you that you get 20 minutes max at a time. You know the warnings. That stuff can do strange things to your head. Now, dinner. I won't ask again. Hazel rolled her eyes, dropped the zone on the floor and headed to the kitchen. Chips and ham that night, yum. When it was time to head to bed, Hazel said goodnight to her mother and found herself in the family bathroom. In one swift move, she pulled her dress over her head, taking a moment to stare at her body. In nearly 13, she often went through waves of insecurity about her figure. There were other girls in her classes more developed, and it was these that she often compared herself to. Her skin was pasty white. The lack of outdoor activity that plagued young kids had taken its toll and there weren't many among her class that could say they resembled anything other than a sheeted mannequin of what the generations before had been. A whitewashed mockery of what had once been a diverse culture. Hazel brushed her teeth, gargled, doubled over in a coughing fit that left almost as soon as it started, and climbed into bed. With a snap of her fingers, the lights extinguished. A second snap, and her ceiling lit with stars. Shapes and visions of the night sky swirling above her head. With a wave of her hand, the universe moved. With a pinch of her fingers, the planets came closer and closer until she found what she was looking for. She pulled the image so close to her face that she almost felt like she could breathe the cosmos. There, on the surface of the tiny orange planet that she'd known as Earth Delta II, was a tiny city. Pinch zoomed. 
Pinch, zoom. A block of apartments. Pinch, zoom. Pinch, zoom. A man at the window with a dark moustache and horned-rimmed glasses. Waving. Though not waving at Hazel, no. Waving as he did the same time every night, as though he knew she was watching him live from the stars, never able to forget that... The image shook, a momentary glitch. The man's smile fell, replaced by a slowly melting picture of horror, as though his face were made of wax and her very presence the candle to burn him, to drown him. Hazel laughed, reaching her fingers forward and grabbing the man by the head. She lifted him up, fingers delicate enough to carry him, clumsy enough to cause his eyes to bulge like early form cartoon characters. The man screamed, a sound which shook her with laughter before. Hun? Hun! Wake up! You've done it again! It hurt Dudley's ears as Maxine yanked the headset off. At first, everything was black and white in a snow flurry buzz of television distortion. Then the concentrated beam of the bedside lamp burnt his retinas, forcing him to squeeze his eyes shut and groan. His ears throbbed from where she had pulled. There was a dull pain in the back of his head as he lifted himself off the floor. The last thing he remembered was looking up into the night sky. What? Maxine murmured under her breath, throwing her arms up in the air. You've done it again, haven't you? Dudley stood up, a little unsteady on his feet. His eyes were wet, the moustache on his face thick. He turned to Maxine, his wife, the second woman Dudley had ever married. It had seemed almost an eternity ago that he had lived in another house, bound to another woman. Their daughter nestled in the bed beside them. You need to stop this, Dud. Stop it, all now. I said from the moment we bought that headset that it'd be nothing but trouble, and now you keep spacing out. Now you keep disappearing for hours at a time, programming the damn thing to view the past. It's just not healthy. It's none of your business, Dudley said his headache growing, feeling each tiny nag and inflection in Maxine's voice grating against him. He loved her, of course he did, but what he was experiencing certainly wasn't a problem, not by any means. Was it a problem to use a gift in memory technology to experience life through the eyes of his child? To remember the one time he remembered genuinely making her smile, the warmth of her kiss, the glee on her face? To even imagine that she may be up there right now with the stars, watching down on him. Even if it was something so simple as thinking of him. First thing tomorrow, I've got the receipt somewhere, I know I have. Maxine droned on, occasionally muttering under her breath. Use it for leisure and friends. Pah! Nothing more than a time walk back to the woman you truly loved, isn't it, dud? Her eyes swam with tears. Maxine reached for the headset, strewn haphazardly on the floor. Just her movement was enough to send a jolt of panic up Dudley's spine. Without thinking, he dashed for the headset, diving forward so that their heads banged together. They both settled on the floor, tangled like Majon tiles. Dudley reached for the headset and pulled it close to him, protecting his infant as though it were Hazel, only half paying attention to the large crack that now appeared on the visor. He grunted things that sounded like words, his face red and twisted, not quite sure whether the concussion from falling backwards and out of the digital reality was driving his mood, 
or the thought of Maxine taking away his only connection that he had to Hazel since the day that she had flatlined on that fateful July afternoon. Maxine stretched forward in a futile attempt to grab the headset. Without thinking, Dudley reached for the bedside lamp, felt its cold weight in his hand, brought it down in one sweep and felt it collide with Maxine's head. It was a strange sensation, like a bowling ball sinking into an egg wrapped in a balloon. He felt her skull crunch beneath his hands, heard the air escape her mouth in protest, watched the blood pool and soak into the carpet with each and every additional strike, until her face was beyond recognition, until all that was left was mush. When Dudley finally stopped, he stared at his creation. The lamp fell limply to the floor, and he found his body begin to shake. At first, he wasn't quite sure what was happening, until the laughter found its way out. (laughs) Manic, wheezing laughter that soon broke into fits of coughs. He lay on the floor, unable to lift himself for the explosions that came from his chest, unable to grab enough air, his eyes bulging out his face so far that he... The nurse was gentle as she removed the old man's headset. There was a mask of sadness on her face as she spared a moment to look around the room at the dozen or so other pensioners sunk into their chairs, faces wrinkled and pruned, immersed in their own VR experiences. The faint smell of urine closed her senses, but she had grown used to it by now. This was just how life was for those with little left. The man's head lolled back the instant the weight of the headset was removed. His eyes were glazed. A small trail of blood clung to his lips like the boogers of a four-year-old, swinging gently from the final breaths that had left his lips. Another one down? A senior nurse asked, approaching from behind with a tablet that lit his face. The nurse nodded, fighting back the tear from her eye. It never gets easier, huh? Still... At least they get to choose what their final memories are before they croak. That's the beauty of what we do here. Give them the option to choose what they see before they die. I hope it was something nice for Dudders. He disappeared to continue his rounds. The nurse, Hazel, according to her badge, completed her end-of-care checklist, examining all the machinery surrounding the poor gent. When she was sure that no one was looking, she withdrew the cable from her pocket plugged it into the headset and pulled up the last bit of footage from the VR headset, desperate to know what her father had wanted to relive in his final waking moments. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Lifting the Veil was written by Dan Wilcox, narrated by Joanna Coulton, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Free Music from Siberia and Tom Robson. If you like this episode, then you might be interested in listening to our upcoming dark sci fi audio adventure, Cypher, a story that follows Flynn Porter, 
a middle history school teacher who awakens broken and bruised, packed full of tubes pumping liquid in and out of his body and guarded by mysterious futuristic plague doctors, the guardians of the Blue Ring Hospital. For more information on that, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward slash cipher and pledge your support today. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.